So I started a trend this weekend. <laughs> it's not a recommended trend, but wait, doesn't a trend mean that everybody does it? Okay, so I didn't start a trend this <laughs> weekend. <laughs> Listening. What to a, wonder why are you talking like that? <laughs> I'm trying to be serious for once in my life. Do you know how many times I do a weird voice? I don't either because I haven't taken time to actually look that up. But I feel like it's a lot. It's a lot. So just okay. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another really nice episode. Of gear related, a pe- I can't, <clears throat> I can't do it anymore. A peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. I've lost Ben. Uh, <laughs> you just put the mic down. <laughs> I'll be right back. That's fine. We don't need him for this. Um, I'm Heather. I'm the only host of this easy listening podcast. <laughs> they almost fixed it. It's just sitting there with his eyes closed, <laughs> like like he can make it go away. You can't. What are we going to be talking about today? Well, I don't know, sir. You are the one over there with a stack of papers. It's not a stack. (laughs) Well, maybe a small stack. Tiny wee stack. But I think that you have another kind of cool origin story for us. Yes, we do. So we've covered a European... Actually, we've covered two European automobile manufacturers. We did Germany's... um, Volkswagen. Volkswagen. And we did uh, Italy's Fiat. Yes. So let's move it a little bit further east. Okay. We're going to be talking about the origins. Yeah. Origins. Mazda. It's okay. actually, it's actually like I, I've been wanting to do this one just because it's such an interesting. Uh, beginning. Okay. Um, so I'm going to take you back all the way to 1920. <laughs> I was kind of wondering if you're going to... 1607. <laughs> okay, so 1920. So we've got some flappers. Yes, but that's uh, in the United States. We There's are, not a lot of Asian flappers. Not that I know of. Okay. That's probably good. I mean, I've never been to Japan, and I've never been to 1920, so I'm lost on both of those. Okay. Paint the picture for us. (laughs) Okay. So we're we're in the middle of World War I right before this, right? And there's several several trade embargoes going on, and one of them is for cork. 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 So 80% of the world's population of cork... Comes from Portugal and Spain. The population of cork. Yeah, the population are there like of people cork. that are just like little <laughs> cork people, and they're like, "Oh, I'm a cork person. I like to live in a wine bottle." Uh, no, I think we're talking about the cork material. Oh, so what did I say? Cork. The cork population. You did say population, though. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 
ooh, maybe we have hatched some corks out of some wine bottles today right. before we did this. Actually, that's what a lot of uh, cork is used for. Um, but that's what we're talking about. <laughs> okay, good, because I was worried that our programming got changed a lot. <laughs> so... They started using this um, artificial cork material in Japan, uh, and this is the Toyo Cork Kogyo Company. Now, I have to start, I have to say this immediately. There are a lot of pronunciations I'm probably going to get wrong. Yep, you're going to butcher and it, and that's okay. We I apologize. I just apologize. And also, because I am very ter- terrible at this, I'm going to cite my sources. This is, uh, this this is, is from uh, <laughs> Driving Today, an article written by Jack Nerod. And Monique Clark from Mazda Insider, and also some various like wiki sources and things like that. But I tried to do as much due diligence as I could. He loves the word due diligence. Anyway, just back to it. Cork. Cork, not so Ireland. The Toyo Cork Kogio Company. Mm-hmm. World War Two, or excuse me, World War One's over. We're starting to see the trade embargoes drop. They're starting to see real cork again. They're in big trouble. Oh no, because they were just making synthetic cork. Exactly. Aha. Now, who is going to save this company? It is none other than, I want to try to say this right, Hurihiro Matsuda. Okay. Now, he is a... He, he sounds like a hero. He comes from a family of fishermen. He was born in uh, 1875 in Hiroshima. So, this kid, you, he's got tons of brothers and sisters. Pretty much his only outlook on life is he's going to be a fisherman. But no, he's like, no, 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 that's not what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm 13 years old, and he sets out. He goes to Osaka, Japan. It's about 300, uh, it's about 250 miles from his home, and he becomes a blacksmith. And oh. he starts getting, you know, involved in tools. This is like 1888-ish. Right. So late 1800s. So, okay. Right. So he starts working with his hands, developing this, this mechanical knowledge, uh, and he invents this pump. That uh, he gets, it, it, I guess it's a, he patents it. It becomes a very uh, famous thing. It's called the Matsuda Pump. Uh, and they start their own company, the Matsuda Pump Partnership. And he, he gets, he gets kind of moved out of his own company. Wow. Because <laughs> he's 14 at this yeah, point. Right? No. <laughs> Poor kid. Go on, play, so kid. He's like, fine, fine, fine. It's 1912. He's he creates his uh, um, his own company, the Matsuda Works, and they're an armament manufacturer. Uh-oh. And they have like a str- like they have this um, huge client known none other than the Russian Tsar. I don't know if you've heard of uh, the Russian Tsar. Oh. Pretty big to do person in Russia, as far yeah. as I know. Still is, as I understand. So the, the guy becomes very wealthy. Mm-hmm. So here's my thing: if I'm the dude who kind of moved him out of his old company and then he starts making armaments like i feel like i would be a little bit like i'm sorry a little you nervous can have right it back <laughs> my bad <laughs> but wow that's a pretty like intimidating business to go right. into um so this brings us back to the the court company and they're like uh, matsuda help us out here we are about to go under and he's like okay so he comes in and he start he takes over this company and switches he's like we're getting rid of this whole court thing we're, we're, we're done. We're done with cork, people. Cork is over. So yesterday. <laughs> so he becomes president of this company, gets rid of the cork, and gets him involved in industrial engineering and manufacturing. Okay. And one of the first things that they they build in 1931 is they introduce the Mazda Go rickshaw. 
Now, this is a motorized three-wheeled vehicle. It's like a trike, right? Oh, so it's got like it's, pedals yes. or it's like a... No, no, no. It's, it's motorized. Motorized. There's, there's no yeah, pedals. Okay, yeah. I got confused because the trike. Not a tricycle. But no, no, it's got no. The, like tri- three so wheels. like a dude can st- sit in the front and steer it. Yes. It's and got, then the back has the rickshaw kind of thing. It's got handlebars. And in the back, it's like a mini um, pickup truck bed. Oh. And the reason these things were so popular is because all the streets um, in Japan are very tiny, narrow yeah. and tiny. Yeah. So these can go and like bring stuff in and out. Exactly. And, okay. these, these, these just like sell like hotcakes because they're so uh, efficient and good at, at what they do, right? They are efficient and good. Uh, they were powered by an air-cooled one-cylinder motor. I didn't so even, powerful. I know, I know. <laughs> their top speed was three. No, I don't know what their top speed was. <laughs> They're like, don't have a hill, please, ever. <laughs> so the, um, the, the, the truck was called Mazda Go, but I want to clarify here that the company is not known as Mazda. Can you care to wager a guess when the name Mazda was actually the name of the company? Later. so this is like 1931 is when it came out this is when the the, i'm gonna say it's a while later i mean because it's still they're still just on rickshaws so like i would think they'd have to start making some cars right (laughs) before they really could do a thing so Mazda was not officially Mazda until 1984. What? Yeah. Whole, I would have never guessed 50 years later. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. And now the name is kind of, it, it kind of has a like, um, it's not so much a double entendre, but it's like it has, it, it's reminiscent of kind of the Matsuda name. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the it's a reference to the Ahura Mazda, which is the Persian god of light and wisdom. Oh, I want my car to be named after that. Totally. Right? Um, so, yeah. Back to the uh, the rickshaw. These units are selling like crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, in 1945... This guy is smart. Like, what yeah. a smart dude. He's already had, like, two great, great ideas. And he's the son of a fisherman. Like, he just... Right? He's just like, this is the true rags to riches. I'm going to do this all on my own. Right. I I'm, just have a good brain. Yeah. So, guys, the moral of this story is let your good brain go do the things. So we all know that the story takes place in Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. And we all know oh, what happens in 1945. Yeah. So August 6, 1945. Oh, no. Uh, we have the bomb that drops on Hiroshima. Now, the plant, the Mazda plant, actually, sorry, it's not the Mazda plant. It's the Toyokogyo factory. Mm-hmm. Um, is it's in be outside the city. It is. It's it's in Mukanada, uh, which is a Hiroshima suburb. It's about five five kilometers from the drop oh, site. Oh, that's not good enough. It's not anyway. that. It's <laughs> not, I mean, it's far. it's not that far, but it's it's, it's just far enough, I guess. So at eight fifteen a.m., Hiro Matsudo was on his way back from the company grounds, and it was actually this fact that saved his life. Uh, the company is. Is just like it's not obliterated, but everything in the surrounding area is. Mm-hmm. And you have to remember, everybody in the surrounding area kind of works. Right, this. I'm sure that this so, is the plan. So but. even if you have like minimal damage to some of these structures, you still have nobody to work right, there because there's all the fallout and right. Aww. So Yuhiro Matsuda's car was thrown off the road by the bomb's impact, and so scary. him and his driver they basically survived 
for the most part, unscathed. Um, so there's a minimal structural damage, but the emotional toll obviously is just huge. I mean, yeah, they you, just lost probably everybody. Yes. Like their families are probably in the city too, right? Right. 80,000 people dead. Um, you know, families, homes, just, just right. gone. Um, so Yuhiro and his son, Sunehi, Suneji, um, who is now by a, a part of the company, they basically turned the plant into whatever the community needed. They turned it into a, ho- a makeshift hospital, a city hall, a police station, a courthouse, newspaper office, um, wow. and basically tried to help everybody, you know, get their kind lives back in order. And, yeah. Four months after this, the company starts resuming the production of the Mazda Go. They're, uh, right. Well, now we got to rebuild some stuff. Put some stuff in that back in that pickup. The workshop well, pickup. Yeah, exactly. You're going to need these vehicles, mm-hmm. right? So Especially four months now. after that. Um, so when are we going to get to some Mazda cars? Well, fast forward. We get to 1960. Oh, yeah. And Mazda produces its first passenger car. That's very interesting. So all the way up until 1960, they were still doing these rickshaws and different versions of them too. But yeah, like they they um, obviously vamped them up a little bit, made them a little more right, powerful. Right, right, You know. So, but other Japanese companies were making cars. I yeah, would assume absolutely. So their yeah. rickshaws are just chilling, and then finally they were like, okay, so let's. The roads Not are only, getting a little bit uh, bigger, and yeah, you have basically I think what three other competing manufacturers toyota honda and nissan nissan yeah what um, about mitsubishi oh you know what it was maybe it was mitsubishi i'm trying to remember i don't remember exactly the the big three uh, or there's four or i know toyota and nissan were around but oh I yeah but i don't, I don't remember when honda started i don't know that's a, that's another word that's story, another origin story well <laughs> stay tuned uh, so 1960, they launched the Mazda R360 Coupe. Now, this is a compact car. Again, ultra small, moves in and out. Uh, the, the Japanese government loves this thing. It's like, yeah, we're going to help clear up congestion with these things. So big success. Now, post this is post-World War II. Right. Well, now we're in flower power, although I don't know how much flower power was happening in Japan. I, I don't know, but there's... There was a lot of like, there was a lot of pressure from the government for consolidation, um, and the big problem with this is that uh, up to this point, Mazda is pretty much a we'll, we'll call it a small company compared to right. some of the other bigger auto manufacturers, right. and they really were kind of afraid that the government was just going to basically eliminate them from automotive manufacturing in this, what they call the rationalization of the nation's industries. (laughs) That is a fancy word to say downsize. (laughs) Right. Um, They wanted national corporations that could compete on a global scale. And this was Nissan, Toyota, and Mitsubishi. They were to become the new home of, of, of these global manufacturers. Right. So Mazda's like, Ooh, we need a good idea. Wait, pre-Mazda. Pre-Mazda. To- so, oh yeah, you're right. So, Toyo Kagyo is pretty much, we need a great idea. Right, we got to do something really cool. Yeah, we got to shake things up. So, they have already made their little their little car. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now they're on to something bigger. Right. Okay, or to not try to bigger s- or better. Th- they're basically trying to save themselves from elimination. Right. 
Um, it's you know, their like, Hail like Mary. On, like on they're Bachelors. Gonna, they're going to jump the shark. Jump the shark. They're, this is how they don't get downsized. They're going to jump the shark. Like the fawns. Oh, right. <laughs> he doesn't know. It's okay. Look it up. Look it up. You can do it. Uh, so Suneshi Matsudo, he's the, the son of right. Yuhiro. Um, he took over from his father when he passed away in 1952. Um, so this is the guy who's now saying, please don't downsize me. I need an idea. And old daddy idea box over there is not there anymore to help him. Right. <gasps> so he turns to a German company, uh, NSU, and the solution was the rotary engine. I don't know if you're familiar oh, with this. I am familiar with the Rotary Club. So Felix Wankel, he is the, uh, the you're familiar with the Rotary Club. That's not going to help you. I should really pay attention to you more often. Wh- whiz bang! <laughs> <laughs> it just comes out. I don't know. All right. So you got this German uh, engineer, entrepreneur named Felix Wankel. He designs this rotary engine. Okay. The difference between uh, a piston engine and a rotary engine, I'm not going to go too much into uh, detail, but let's suffice it to say it was a completely new design. It's still an internal combustion engine, but it's not pistons moving up and down. It's stuff moving around. Right. It's a, it's a rotor. that. Each. Yeah, exactly. So Mazda signs, or I should say. Yep. Toyo Kogyo. I love to make him say that. <laughs> signs a licensing agreement with the German company NSU, and they start, um, they hold the patents on the rotary engine. They start sending them, these engines, over to them. Um, and they figure if we can remain unique enough, maybe the company won't get consolidated. Right. But this engine has never actually been put in a production vehicle, it's just an engine that they designed and maybe can we power should. something. Maybe we should try that. Right. Try it out. So Give it a shot. Toyo Kagyo is like, all right, let's start putting this in cars. Except they get the <laughs> the the engines arrive in Hiroshima, and the engineers from uh, Toyo Kagyo are just like, "What is this nonsense? <laughs> what do you want me to do with this?" Apparently, they were a nightmare. They just they had uh, high vibrations. The combustion <laughs> chambers leaked like crazy, and they they just guzzled fuel. So, so they were pretty the, inefficient. So super inefficient, but but unique. Well, and Matsuda, see, here's Matsudos. They've they've already invested in. They've they've right. taken that step. There, there's no coming back from this, right? right? right. So, so they he, better figure it out, right? He turns to his engineer Kenichi Yamamoto, and he's like, "Dude, you got to fix this." I'm sure I'm I'm sure I'm paraphrasing. I don't know if he actually said that. But. I think he probably did say, "Dude, yeah." <laughs> that was kind of the word back then. So it would take nearly a decade. But Yamamoto, they eventually succeeded where even um, the original designer, uh, Felix uh, Wankel, could not. And they fixed this rotary engine and they start dropping it in cars. Uh, And the people loved them. They loved these things. They loved the vibration. No, there was no more vibration. Oh, they fixed the vibration. That's right. They fixed that. They fixed the combustion leaks. Um, the first car they put it into was their 
two-seat sports coupe that they called the Cosmo, and this was in 1964. Cosmo. Yeah. Nice. Right? So... This the, the great thing about these rotary engines is they're they're superior in the fact that they're a lot lighter. So these cars oh. are a lot lighter. So you've got these you got these other cars that have like these heavy V6 V8 engines in them, and they just can't maneuver and, and go as quickly as the rotary engines. So that's why they were so popular. The only issue though is in 1973 we had a gas crisis. Oh. Yeah, and all of these cars, because and Toyo Kagio loved these rotary engines. They, they they were putting them in the Cosmos. They're like, let's put them in our other cars too. These things are great. And so now they have this whole lineup that are basically fuel uh, inefficient. Oh, I thought that they fixed that. They well, well, they, they fixed, fixed the combustion okay. leaks, sure, but they, they still they're still not the most yeah, efficient. they're still not the most fuel efficient. Um, so in 1973, 1974. Toyo Kagyo is basically looking at bankruptcy again. Yeah, the only thing that was able to kind of buoy them along was their their uh, Mazda 323, which is a model that uh, is basically the parent of the 3 Series that we know today. Aww. And the Mazda 323 was known as the GLC, the great little car. Great little car. <laughs> now, despite these setbacks... Wait, and did it have a rotary engine in it? No, no. Oh, the uh, okay. That was kind of what what helped them is that was they, one of their piston they engines. They went back to yeah. the pistons, okay. Now, despite this this huge setback from the, the rotary engine, they started working on a little secret project. <gasps> In the 70s? Yeah, and it was codenamed X605. And it was the Rolling Stone. No, just <laughs> So this secret project would eventually develop into what we know today as the Mazda RX-7. Oh. Now, this was a very popular uh, sports car in the 70s, uh, and it had that rotary engine in it. Okay, so it was quick. So, yeah, so they're kind of saying, instead of let's focus on making a fuel-efficient car, let's just keep, keep the same fuel inefficiencies and, and make, make it, it cooler. Yeah, make it cool. <laughs> But I mean, these things were popular. These RX-7s were just like, people loved them. It was one of the, it, it's a lot like a Nissan 300ZX. Well, I feel like the 70s is when that kind of sporty car, people were like, I got a little more money. I can have kind of a cool car now. Right. And they, they started putting like a little more pizzazz into them. And the oh, pizzazz, yeah. The price started getting a little bit higher so yeah. they moved on from the rx7 they're like let's make something a little more small and this they wanted to compete with your uh your fiat spider or your austin healy you know those little two-seater roadsters the little mini cooper right and that's what got bought or excuse me that's that's what was born from that was the mazda mx5 otherwise known as the miata i was gonna say when did the miata happen Oh my gosh, when I was 13, that was the car I wanted. Was that a you Miata. <laughs> Mom, I want a Miata. And I, I can tell you, they are still making the Miata. Oh, yeah. And it's a, it's a gorgeous car. Yeah. Um, the only difference being that the Miata did have a piston motor in it, though. Well, good. <laughs> Isn't that better? The, the fascinating thing about Mazda is they're the only one. It's the only car company. They would just go back and forth between. It's the only car company that ever made the rotary engine work. 
Not one other car company was able to put a rotary engine in a car, produce it successfully on a mass scale. On a mass scale. It seems to me like they're like, okay, so we're going to build this car. Which engine? I don't know. Flip a coin. Heads. Oh, cool. Rotary. Rotary. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, it's a rotary engine, so it wouldn't have been flip a coin. It would have been spin a wheel. <laughs> You're so proud of that one. Oh, I know, right? Uh, so yeah, Miata, of course, as we know, even still today, huge success. Um, in the so in the eighties, they are you going to tell us when they figured out their name, how they did a name, changed their name? So <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like we need to make it official. Okay. They've pretty much been Mazda for a while, but they're like. We should probably change the name and, and make it official. It's easier to get on the back of the car. Let's be honest. Because they were they were using the Mazda yeah. symbol um, yeah. well before 1984. <laughs> They're like trying. I don't want to write. What what is it? I can't see the paper. <laughs> Toyota Kyogyo. Uh, yeah. Ah. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. It is. Um. So I'm going to start calling them Mazda now. <laughs> They partnered with Ford in oh. the uh, in the eighties and nineties and up until twenty fifteen. Uh, and I don't know if you if you remember the B series pickups. It was basically a Ford Ranger, but it had the B like two thousand or B three thousand oh, yeah. on the side of it. Yeah, so you started seeing a lot of uh, like Ford products with Mazda badges and some Mazda products with Ford badges. So did the trucks have a rotary engine? They built one. It wasn't the B-Series, but they did have a pickup truck with a rotary engine in it at one point. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Um, this partnership also included the Laser and the Escort built by Mazda with oh, four badges on them. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. And then the 25% stake that Ford had in them, this partnership, I guess, was not going as well as they had hoped. Mm. Uh, and by the time it was 2015, it was less than 3%. Oh, they're like, it is time to part ways. Yep, exactly. And so they made a new partnership in 2015 with Toyota. So really, yeah, effectively the deal is Toyota or see a Mazda is going to give Toyota the sky, their Mazda sky active fuel efficient engines. And Toyota was going to supply Mazda with hydrogen fuel cell technology. Oh, and then they built a joint plant and started making the 2022 Toyota Corolla Cross. Is it like a cross, like a SUV thing? Yes. Okay. It's like in between, it, it's like the CHR is the smallest of their crossover right. vehicles. Then you'd get the Corolla Cross and then you'd step up to the RAV4 would be, it, so it's, oh, it's so in between it's in the between. RAV4. Okay, so it's a little bigger than that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and we should be seeing that one, I believe, in October. So it might be model, model Well, that's when they're building it, but yeah. it'll be model year 2023. Right. You guys, it's all happening. I know, right? It's <laughs> so cool. <laughs> so we'll see, I guess, in Wait, the future. Wait, not a rotary how the, engine? No, not a rotary okay. engine in this one. No. We've, we've, okay. <laughs> now, I want to finish this little tie-up in a little bow because this is really cool. Okay. So 1920 mm -hmm. was the, the Toyota. Kogio when um, was that was founded so so uh, when they started building the rickshaw, uh, 2020 was their centenary year. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You mean mm -hmm. their centennial? Exactly. 
what did you say? Centenary year. That's how you say it as an adjective. Oh, I thought you just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I didn't yeah, hear so, you. It's their centennial. Was, okay. I, sorry, everyone. And that they're building weird. their first battery electric production car, the MX-30. And the design team is incorporating cork <gasps> into the interior. Oh, that's really cool. Isn't that cool? And you should take it on a fishing trip. <laughs> I'm just thinking you could how many post-it notes you could post all of your dash with thumbtacks. <laughs> oh. That's cool. I don't know. I saw, I love yeah, no it is. I saw like pictures that. of it too. It's it's really elegant um how they incorporated the cork into the interior. Oh, I love that. And they should put it in the cup holders though, honestly guys. That's just a good idea. That is actually a really good idea. Thanks. You don't even need those condensation soaker upper thingies. I have a soaker upper thingies. Do you? Yeah. We have them. Cool. The shop, yeah. So how That's, do you how do you think about Maz's origin? How do I think about it? I how do you think, think about it? Wonderful. I love a little rags to riches. I think that can't say his name, but the founder. That's you, you really. Matsuda. I mean, he he literally just walked into something he knew nothing about yeah. and did a thing and just excelled at it. Yeah, it's super cool. So guys, what an amazing man! We can do. And that too. our moms in the eighties were right. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. And that's how we got Mazda. Yay, Mazda. That's cool that they did the rotary engines. They're like, we will not, you cannot tell us what to do. Yeah. It's, it, it was, and, and that of course came from his son. Who's like, um, I don't want to go along with your government forcing thing. So I'm just going to, do something let's, completely off the wall. Let's and try this. Let's try a brand new engine that no one's ever put in a car before. But the Germans never let us down. Except for that it did need to get fixed. It did. It did. A combination cool. of German engineering and Japanese, Japanese innovation. Uh, innovation, ten, ten, tenacity, stick to Tenacity and stick to <laughs> yes. pretty much the same thing. But good job. Sure. I like all your words. <laughs> that was great. Well, there you have it. That's, that's all I that's got. That's it. That's what you got. The stack is no longer there. The stack of papers has been diminished. Of course, if you have questions on uh, on Mazda or anything else we've or covered. Or any like, new yeah, info. You can shoot us an email at contact at gearrelated.com. Check out our website, gearrelated.com. Make fun of us on Twitter. At Sean Auto, that's S-C-H-O-E-N. Also on the Insta and the Facebook. Mm-hmm. You can rate us, like, five stars. You can review us and say how we make your life better. And just, you know, subscribe. Love us. Please. We love that. And let us know what the next origin story should be. Yeah, any questions you got, we're here. We are here for you. For you. Now go out and enjoy this beautiful weather. Until then. Origin.